Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. So that's our goal. Clay will play better. I have no doubt in my mind I'll play better. Steph had an incredible game. Expect more of the same or even more from him. And everybody else will play great. Uh, Moses Moody's been giving us great minutes. Dante gave us some good minutes last night. I, listen, I'm living with it. And we just didn't make the plays we needed to make down the stretch to win the game. We'll make those plays. I have no doubt in my mind. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trash Talk Thursday, which we'll talk a little bit about that with Jimbo Fisher. I feel like he's always involved with Trash Talk, uh, especially uh, when it's him talking trash when he has no room to talk. Uh, So we'll have some fun with that, I'm sure, in this hour, too. Uh, We'll have some Razorback baseball tickets to give away. This weekend, because we know they are taking on South Carolina in a big series, which uh, should be one that's very entertaining in Baumwalker. Hopefully the weather holds out, and hopefully it's good, because I know the softball uh, SEC tournament that's been going on up there in Fayetteville has had some delays here and there, but uh, they are going to find a way to play these three games, and we know it's a big one for both of these teams, as Arkansas is in a great position right now, leading the SEC West by a half a game over LSU, tied for the lead against Vanderbilt, and uh, these are going to be two really tough teams that they face because guess what? They get South Carolina and Vanderbilt back-to-back weeks, uh, one being at home and one being on the road. So should be highly entertaining to see how it all goes down. So let's talk more college baseball as well as Razorback baseball and where they're at as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Welcome in Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com. And Kendall, as always, we appreciate you joining us. How you doing this afternoon, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Uh, well, we're doing great. Uh, Razorback baseball is doing really good right now, so we're we're feeling it. We we're kind of happy that we won't have to at least at this point in time travel too far to uh, be able to experience the postseason. So let's just start there. We talked to you earlier in the year, and we were talking about Arkansas and and what they've done and where they're at. But seeing where they're at now with all the injuries, finding ways to win, just how do you really summarize the season so far for Arkansas and the job that Dave Van Horn's done? Yeah, you know, I feel like I've said this a million times every single year, but, you know, I, I feel like every other season I'm kind of like, oh, this is the best job he's done. This is the best job he's done. And, and honestly and truly, this year is probably the best job he's done. I think when you look at the team overall, I think we all thought this would be a really good team coming the year, but had you told me you lose Jackson Wiggins, you lose Cody Frank, you you know, you'd have a couple of your, you know, well, arguably your best two position players out for, you know, a few weeks. And still just continue to win at an incredibly high level and a really tough SEC. Uh, I probably wouldn't have taken that bet. But, uh, you know, this, you guys have David Horn. I think, you know, the job that he's done this year and, and the rest of that staff has done, you know, give him credit too, uh, has been incredible. And so it, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's kind of funny. I was talking to, you know, Jay Johnson during the offseason and, you know, he's in a place like LSU and he's like, man, you know, like Arkansas is the model. Like when you look at how consistent they are every single season, like they are the model in this league now. And this year is just another example of that. Kendall, has Arkansas done enough so far this season to be a top eight seed or what remaining needs to be done? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think they're in great shape. I mean, I think if you look at this, this overall resume for the Hogs, I mean, sitting at five in the RPI, I mean, they're 14 and 70 in top 50, 73 against top 25. Uh, the other numbers are well. They're nine and two against the rest of the top 100 outside the top 50. So uh, all the metrics are there. The conference record is there. So I mean, at this point, they're I mean, they're a slam dunk as of right now. I mean, the only issue you would run into is if <clears throat> let's say they lost South Carolina series, Vanderbilt series, and didn't play well. Hooper, 
then they can work themselves out. Kind of like how South Carolina has worked themselves out of a top eight over the last week, getting swept, uh, you know, by Kentucky and also losing their series to Auburn. So there's still a time to work your way out, but they 100%, you know, control their own destiny. If they, if they take care of their business, let's say they split the final two series, I, I think they're a slam dunk top eight. So, Kendall, yeah, you know, looking at also, uh, like, best-case scenario, I know you guys have uh, Arkansas ranked at number three, and uh, we know that uh, they feel pretty good about their national seed spot. But say if Arkansas really takes care of business and say they win the series this weekend, win the series against Vanderbilt, maybe win some games there in Hoover, I mean, is there a way that they could jump into that number one seed area, or do you still think no matter what they're going to probably more likely be uh, a two, three, four somewhere in there? I mean, it, it all kind of depends on, you know, what Wake Forest and LSU do as well. I mean, Wake Forest is one of those teams that right now, I don't think they're going to lose a series. I, I think they're just a, such a balanced club. I don't think they lose a series. And then you have LSU, who, you know, they have questions outside of Paul Keynes in the mouth, but it's still a potent offensive lineup. So, you know, it could be one of those things that, you know, you get to the to the SEC tournament, maybe it's, you know, it's LSU and Arkansas jockeying for that number two spot, but uh, – I think I'd be very surprised right now if Wake Forest does not have that number one spot come section Monday. I just think they're like a freight train right now, and I don't think there's anybody having to slow them down. If you look at Arkansas and LSU's roster, and uh, we've seen these teams match up against each other, but if you will just kind of break down what you see between those two teams. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, you have two teams that are banged up on the mound. I mean, I think if you look at South Carolina, Will Sanders has been a little banged up at the time. You know, Noah Hall, who's a weekend starter for them, is, is more than likely out for the year. They've got some, uh, you know, other talent arms that are banged up. Also, this, the pitching staffs are really similar in the sense that they're banged up. I would say the one differentiator for me uh, is, a, is a guy named Hagan Smith. I think when you look at, you know, what Arkansas has in Hagan from the left side, uh, South Carolina just does not have that as long as Will Sanders is a little iffy. So uh, I think that's a differentiator for me. I think the other thing for me to keep an eye on with South Carolina is, you know, what's their injury status positionally? You know, Thomas LaCroix has been kind of banged up as of late. Uh, they're, I think they're hoping to get Will McGillis back this weekend. He's dealt with an injury for the last few weeks, and they've been kind of used to not having him. And then Braylon Wimmer is another guy who's been banged up. So whether or not LaCroix and, and Wimmer play this weekend is going to be big because if they're out, and, and let's say Will Sanders is out for South Carolina, I mean, they're very much behind the eight ball at that point. Speaking with Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, Kendall, just looking at the SEC in general, we know this conference is very dominant, and they've had uh, quite a few champions, especially here in the past few years, coming from this conference. Uh, I know who would have guessed that Ole Miss would have done what they did last year, but how many teams yeah. do you look at, just roster and realistically, uh, how many teams in the SEC do you look at actually having legitimate chance in all the pieces to win the College World Series title this year? I would probably have they're probably like four. I mean, I, I think teams like South Carolina, Kentucky are a little light for me. I think Florida, uh, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, and LSU are all four teams I can see winning the national championship. Um, I think Kentucky is just a little light. The thing that's, that's crazy about this league is the you know the SEC is pretty much guaranteed at this point, barring total meltdowns the last couple of weeks, which could happen. Uh, they're pretty much guaranteed these 11 bids, which would be a record because you know, if you look at the three bubble teams from my, you know last week, Georgia, Auburn, Texas A&M, they all three won a huge series. And guess what? All three don't play each other the final three weeks. So you have a scenario where we go to Hoover and pretty much no one is playing to get in the tournament. Like, everybody's pretty much in. So it's just fascinating to see how good this league is and see how how well kind of those bottom-tier teams are starting to do. You know, usually we get to this time of year and we're like, Man, we're not sure if they're going to get in. Well, all three of those teams have a chance to basically make it a, a new point and you know, basically prove they ought to be in. You see a team or teams in the SEC that can put it all together here late, kind of like what Mississippi State and Ole Miss have done over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. You know, Ole Miss and Mississippi State are just mind-blowing to me. I mean, Ole Miss probably being the bigger one, I, I get having an opportunity to pay number, you know, they don't have Hunter Elliott, they're, they're eight. He's been out for the whole year. He, had, he tried to come back a couple of weeks ago uh, against LSU and just wasn't good. And I think he'll probably end up having surgery. But, you know, for, for every team that says, oh, well, we have injuries, there's Arkansas. So Arkansas is the outlier when it comes to injuries and just being able to continue on. 
But I mean, Ole Miss, I mean, they have a lineup that has two guys that will be, you know, first or second team All Americans, and Kemp Alderman, Jacob Gonzalez, Peyton Chatney, he's been there forever, Calvin Harris, the really talented player. So, I mean, they've got a premier offensive lineup talent wise. It's just, you know, and the team as a whole just has not produced. Mississippi State, for me, uh, is more troubling just because this is two years in a row that they've been just flat out terrible. And, you know, they've already gotten rid of the pitching coach Scott Foxhall. Well, I almost kind of wonder if it's one of those things where, hey, we got rid of Foxhall, but then the next three weeks after we got rid of him, we were awful. And I just wonder if that kind of makes, you know, the the, the brass that Mississippi State go, you know what? You know, I know we're just going to get rid of our pitching kids, but why don't we just make a wholesale change at the top? And I, and I think that's still on the table. Yeah, you think you mentioned the injuries with, with Arkansas, and I'm sure this is something you've talked about and get asked about all the time. But yeah. uh, I mean, how how are they doing it? I, we have Peyton Stovall on our show every week, and he's going to be out this weekend, which is unfortunate. But we kind of been talking to him the same things. So how do you guys keep doing it? And he just says, uh, you know, next man up mentality. But from someone who's not on the team, you know, how do you see? How do they keep doing this? How do they keep winning and having success even though they have more injuries than you can really shake a stick at? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is just like the, the culture there. You know, plenty of coaches around the country go, oh, you know, we have the, the next man up mentality. But it, that's one of those you know, programs that actually lives it, right? I mean, if you look at the pitching staff, you know, Gage Wood was a really good arm in the fall. Like, I mean, he was up to, you know, into the mid-90s in the fall, but they weren't real sure what his role would be in the spring. Some injuries occur. All of a sudden, he's counted on. He goes out there and, uh, you know, has been very good on the bullpen for him. Uh, you know, I think if you look at offensively, I kind of go back to the AM series uh, in the job that you know Kendall Diggs has continued to do this year. Uh, I'm not sure we expected him to have this kind of year. I mean, I thought he'd be better. I thought he'd be a really good role player, but he's really turning their premier overall player. You know, I, I go back to the AM series as well. Ben McLaughlin, you know, he was thrown in the mix, and you know, he he did a really nice job in that series. So, you know, then you have Jake Sporfin. I mean, he, here's a guy who. You know, during his time in Oklahoma, during the time of the probably they go, man, this guy's killed up. Like, you know, what's going on here? The talent doesn't meet the production. And all of a sudden, the talent is meeting the production. So it's just a matter of, you know, A, guys developing, and B, again, it's just the, the culture around there is like, hey, like, even when we lose somebody, like, we have no excuse to make. Whereas, you know, there's plenty of other programs in the country right now that have injuries and they're going, well, you know, we would be a lot better team if we weren't injured. And then you have Arkansas. Well, and I also it's funny too with uh, with Arkansas still being a number three team, uh, LSU's been number one for the majority of the year. But uh, with their loss over to Auburn in that series, you have Wake Forest at number one. I'll be honest, uh, Kendall, I only watch Razorback baseball, sometimes SEC baseball, because to me that's all that matters. Because I'm that arrogant. But I will ask you though <laughs> about Wake Forest, because I'll be honest, I haven't watched them, haven't paid attention. So what what makes them the number one team? Like how how have they been so good, and why do you guys have them at number one? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing with Wake is Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. I mean, we, we talk about it every year, but, you know, they remind me a lot of a lot less arrogant Tennessee from last year. Um, I think when you look at Wake overall, you know, offensively, um, you know, they're 30th in the country in batting average, or second in the country in home runs per game. Um, I think they're in, like, the top 30 in doubles per game. Uh, then you look at them on the mound, they're the number one ERA in the country. Uh, and by the way, this is about an all-American pitcher in Teddy McGraw, who's, who was out for the year with an injury before the season started. So if you look at, like today, we, we released our top 100 starting pitcher rankings, and Wake Forest, number two, Rhett Louder, number three, Josh Hartle, and by the way, their Sunday guy is at number five overall in the country. So, I mean, they're just an incredibly balanced team, and they got on to the back end, too. Seth Keener, Cannon Manassi, uh, both those guys are big, big-time arms, and so Tom Walter has done an amazing job. That's not an easy place to win, and uh, they're on a roll. With that said, you know, there is a part of me that's a little concerned. You know, Arkansas found itself in, in this position a couple of years ago where, you know, they hadn't lost a series all year. They're rolling. It's like, man, we're this is the team that's going to win it all. And all of a sudden, kind of like Tennessee last year, um, you know, NC State gets them on the ropes a little bit, and, you know, they don't handle it the best. And I just wonder about way. And they really have not been put to the t- put to the uh, stress test this year, and I just kind of wonder when they get to a regional, they get this super, and all of a sudden they get that feeling they haven't had all year. You know, how do they handle it? Because the history would suggest that most teams don't handle it great. 
Well, Kendall, also, uh, I'm not a baseball purist. I know you're a baseball guy, and there's been a lot of people that have talked about, you know, of course, the pitch clock, you know, how's that going to go? Beginning of the year, it looked like it was crazy, but I'll admit, I kind of love it. I, I think people are really starting to come around on it. Do you think it's had as big of an impact on the college game as maybe people thought, and do you think that it's actually better for college baseball and just better for the game overall? I, I love the pitch clock. I mean, I'm with you earlier this year. I'm like, oh, man, this is so stupid. So right now I look at it and it's like, you know, we're not sitting here watching a hitter adjust his wrist, wristband and have to adjust his elbow guard for 40 seconds between every single pitch. Now, for the most part, the pitchers get back on the rubber. The batter is getting back in the box. And then the other thing I really like is just how quick between innings are. You know, I feel like in baseball, you know, or even, even in softball, I feel like between innings can just get tiresome and you drag on. Uh, and, and now it just seems like by the time you're, you know, you run to the bathroom, you know, run back out, like the inning has already started. So I actually love the changes, but I'm with you. Earlier this year, I'm kind of like, oh, man, I don't know if I like this. Now I think I love it. Yeah, I feel like I got friends of mine that you know are the baseball guys that just were so adamant against it. And, that, of course, they like, love the pro and college game, but they've really come around on it. And it's just, I guess it's yeah. amazing in baseball. Not saying everything, but... You know, baseball is one of those sports that you know it's, people are very loyal to the way the game's played and how they, they don't want to change. But it is amazing how when you do have these old changes, it's like, hey, just try it out and look. Look at the results. Look how happy everybody is. And I think even the coaches and, and pitchers and, and even the players, like, I think yeah. everybody's come along on it very nicely too. No, they have. You know, the other big storyline in college baseball right now is the sheer number of home runs. Uh, it's been crazy. I think uh, – I have to get an updated number, but at one point we were up like over a thousand home runs a year over year. So that's the other big storyline as we get close to the postseason here. Jeez, yeah, that's that's incredible. Well, uh, last one before I let you get out of here, Kendall. Uh, since we were talking about pitch clock and everything, is there something you'd like to see next as far as the game itself? I know that there's always the the full time coach, the third coach, and you know maybe yeah. there's some scholarship things that need to be increased. We all know that, but as far as the game itself, is there anything else that you'd like to see in the future maybe adjusted or changed or added, taken away, something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think, like that. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing that you can look at is kind of like the big league uh, extra inning rule. Um, I'm not I'm not as much on board with that, but I mean, if you're looking at ways to trim down the game, that'd be another way to do it. Is after a certain you know, unless after a couple of innings. You essentially, you know, put a runner on second or a runner on third, and that and that'll cut some of the game times down. Because I do think, you know, at the least, you should do that in the postseason and the regional the super. Because think of how many regional games that are played that end up going fourteen or fifteen innings, and all of a sudden those teams are shot. I mean, think about Oklahoma State last year. You know, they played what, what was it like seventeen or sixteen innings against? Or I, I can't remember now. It's been so long. But they played a you know a really long game against Missouri State. Whereas that game could have very easily been over after ten or eleven innings, I'm kind of one of those people that, like, when it comes to the postseason, I want to, I want each game to be someone's best against someone's best. And I think when you're playing sixteen innings, sometimes that's not always the case. Yeah, I, I feel like if there's one thing, and again, maybe it's just for uh, for the SEC specifically, but if there's one thing, I feel like Kendall, maybe you can disagree. I want the conference tournament to be single elimination. I, I just feel like that would be. Uh, a lot more fun, and, and you could even add in the other two teams that get missed out if you want. And you no, know, maybe it's not the most popular opinion, but I just feel like, man, it, with the postseason, I'm okay with that. Yeah, because I think that'd be so much fun, like just having it to where, hey, winner go home. If you want to get into the tournament or into the postseason, if you're on the border, you, you got to go all out. But hey, you teams out there that are comfortably in and you don't want to do thing, just go out there, get one game in, and come back home. I, I, and I feel like it'd be shorter, be quicker, be better. I don't know, but I feel like if they did something like that, I'd really, I'd really enjoy that if they did that for the conference tournament. Yeah, I mean, the only issue you ran into with that is like, if you, you know, if you make a single elimination, like how many people are actually going to go? True. If you're like an art, because like one of the things I've noticed over the last couple of years in Hoover is the number of Arkansas fans that show up. Like it used to be very few, now it's actually quite a bit. And if you're an Arkansas fan, like, are you going to, you know, are you going to? Make a four-day reservation in Hoover or a three-day reservation in Hoover if the Hogs are only going to play one game. Whereas if they play two, okay, well I get two games. You know, I get two games in three days. That's that's a winner. So I think that's one one way of looking at it as well. Because I mean, at the end of the day, the conference tournament is about a a bubble team getting in the tournament or b making money. 
Yeah, well, we know money, making money is about everything now. I mean, that's just the way it is. But, <laughs> exactly. but, uh, but hey, it's 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 fun to dream about it. But Kendall, hey man, we really appreciate you joining us, doing a great job with D1Baseball.com. Keep up the good work and uh, enjoy the last part of the regular season because postseason will be here before we you know it. John. We'll see you soon, bud. All Thank right. you. Appreciate it. Again, Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Yeah, I was happy to hear that you had uh, Kendall agreeing with the single elimination thing because, you know, I get that there's different elements and different positives and negatives and all that, but it just seems like it's such a burden, you know, for coaches at least. Where it's, if, you're, if you're Arkansas, for instance, you're like, man, I'm not, I don't want to throw any of my good pitchers out here. <laughs> I don't want to – well, I already got injured enough, man. We don't need these games, but – you know, again, I could see both sides of it. I just think it'd be a lot more fun to have just quick, like like in basketball in the NCAA tournament, like boom, 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 boom. There you go. You get a double buy if you're one of the top four seeds, but the rest of it's just win or go home. That's all it is. If you're fortunate enough to make it through the regional, super regionals, get into the College World Series, they're kind of getting you ready for that setup. So that's the other side of it. That True. that's the format, and that's something you can look forward to. But you have to be able to to get there and take those steps to be able to get to the College World Series and get into the double elimination part of it. But, yeah, for conference tournaments, it's not necessary. No. In fact, if I had to weigh it out as far as, hmm, would I rather have the tournament go to single elimination or get it out of Hoover, I'd probably rather get it out of Hoover first. Just because nothing against the fine city of Hoover. They do a great job down there. It's just... It's, you know, mix it up a little bit. Like, look how look how much fun it could be if you have it in other ballparks. That needs to happen soon, hopefully. But hey, if you if you take care of business, if you get the job done, doesn't matter where you play it because that's what you're going to remember for sure. But either way, we're keeping it moving on a trash talk Thursday. If you want in on the conversation, five zero one six six one one zero three seven is that number to call or to text in. We're going to have some more headlines to dive into. Also, have some trash talk. And have your Razor Hog update and some Razorback baseball tickets. We got a lot of things to get to, so we're going to keep it moving here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Birthday Trivia in the Zone with Justin and Wes, presented by Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton, home of the chocolate nachos. Take exit 108 for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Sports Center. Last night in the NBA, two teams fought off elimination. First up, the Knicks forced Game 6, beating the Heat 112-103 behind Jalen Brunson's 38 points, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists. Their next game will be tomorrow. Then the Warriors beat the Lakers 121-106 as Stephen Curry had 27 points, Andrew Wiggins had 25 points, and Draymond Green had 20 points. For the Lakers, Anthony Davis was wheelchaired off the floor after taking an elbow to the head from Golden State's Kevon Looney. Reports indicate that he avoided suffering a concussion. Game 6 will be tomorrow. Tonight we have another pair of elimination games. At 6.30, the Celtics will attempt to stave off elimination by beating the 76ers in Game 6. Then the Nuggets will try to eliminate the Suns up 3-2 at 9. TV coverage of both games can be seen on ESPN. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hey folks, Wild Bill with Motorsports Authority right here in beautiful Hot Springs. Plus our location in Russellville. Folks, I got Magic Mark sitting here beside me. You've been buying a lot of cars. The best inventory mark in a long, long time. That's right, Bill. We've looked in every nook and cranny and we've got the best inventory we've ever had. And don't forget, we buy cars. Come shop with us where your income tax return will go further at any one of our locations located in Hot Springs and in Russellville. And as always, you can visit us online at msastore.com. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But, sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. Take five, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. Our care is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. 
It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint, offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Our care, so you can live your story. Springtime in Arkansas means we turn our attention to the many waterways our state has to offer. Nothing's more enjoyable than floating or fishing one of the great streams and rivers in the natural state. This spring, do it in style in a new kayak or canoe from Arch Marine in North Little Rock. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Motorcycle riders are just like you and me. They could be your neighbor, your friend, your doctor, or maybe the pastor in your local church. More motorcycles are on the road than ever before in Arkansas, and it's time we started looking out for them. Look back a second time before you make that turn, or before you pull out in an intersection. It might take two seconds, but it just might save a neighbor's life. Take two for Arkansas. It's worth it. Look twice for motorcycles. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you and I have been doing ads for a long time, but I didn't realize how long Southern Bank's been doing this. We're a 136-year-old bank and recognized as one of the strongest banks in the country. And Chris, with unstable times, it's always nice to know that your bank is stable. It's not only our financial strength, but it's also our employees. You'll see the same familiar faces ready to help you every day with your banking needs. If you want to see the Southern Bank difference, go to bankwithsouthern.com or call 501-424-0900. It's Southern Bank, member FDIC. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that damn jukebox On 1037 The Buzz. Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later, happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Great drink specials during happy hour. Apps for $2, 4 and $6. Today, you want to get to Twin Peaks because it is Customer Appreciation Day. So celebrating the customers of Twin Peaks. You buy six wings, and you get six wings for free, and you can get those wings any way you want them, and also pair that with uh, a signature draft, a soda, tea. That's all you need to do with the purchase to be able to get the six wings. So get by Twin Peaks today and celebrate Customer Appreciation Day. NBA playoffs, NHL, Stanley Cup playoffs, they're all going on right now at Twin Peaks, so Make sure you get by there to catch all the sports action with plenty of seating inside and out. Wall-to-wall TVs. Coming up on Mother's Day on Sunday, you can get half-price wine and a glass of wine and a choice of sangria, champagne, and mimosas for $5 all day. So get by Twin Peaks and check out the daily, weekly specials. They're all there at Twin Peaks. It's Twin Peaks. Each drink, scenic views. It is a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds, and we've had some people on our First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line uh, chiming in on, on a few things. First off, uh, from the 903, says he loves the new video stream. Okay, good. I'm glad at least one person does. Uh, no, actually, we've gotten a lot of comments and a lot of uh, responses from it, too, uh, which is pretty awesome. So, uh, it's against Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. So, if you don't follow us on there, be sure to do so, because we're going to get all the shows, and the plan is to at some point in time, have uh, shows even on the road, if we can make that possible, to where if we go out to location, or if me and Joe go to Twin Peaks, or if we you know, are at Guatney Chevrolet, or even at the Saracen Casino Resort, you know, wherever we may be, uh, we'll be able to, to make it happen and hang out. So, uh, But yeah, appreciate uh, you checking that out. And also, Tony in Texas, and I, 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 he gave me the go-ahead to, to bring this up, so I wouldn't normally bring it up, but 
he said that it was fine. But uh, Tony Texas has said, hey, John, how do you feel about your fellow locked-on podcaster uh, losing uh, his podcast? It's some stupid crap, man. He's talking about Josh Neighbors from The Morning Show. And I know they talked about it on The Morning Show and talked about it on The Zone. And I felt like it was probably going to get asked to me, too. And uh, he said, Josh is cool with me talking about it. So, uh, but, yeah, I was, I was disappointed. I mean, he's like, I'm, I'm part of the podcast network there at Locked On. And I do the Locked On Razorbacks, and I love doing it. And it's uh, a job that you know, I'm very appreciative, just like I am here at The Buzz. And, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate. But, you know, sometimes you, uh, you know, when you, when, you do what, when you do what we do and, and in our jobs, we're not perfect. You know, we make a lot of mistakes. And I can't tell you how many, like, I've, I've made mistakes. Like, we, we've done dumb things. We've tried dumb things. And sometimes things work. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes we say things that maybe that, that come out wrong or, you know, whatever it is. We've always kind of gone through that sometimes. I mean, when you're on the air for three hours a day, five days a week and you're talking odds are there are going to be times you say something dumb or do something dumb or say something and in this particular case with josh it wasn't anything he said it was just something he uh, he played uh, as far as an unedited clip so i hate it for him because i know it he didn't mean any ill will or any, any ill intentions by it but you know, i also understand that the broadcasting business you know there's kind of a standard that people have and you know knock on wood uh, i haven't gotten to the point to where I, i've said anything or had anything happen to where I've, I've lost my job because of uh, that type of action. But it, it is tough. It, it is very tough. And I know in this day and age, it's, uh, like I said, it's just unfortunate that, you know, sometimes things are, are put out there and said. And, and again, maybe if your intentions are right, but you get to, you get to, to the point to where, uh, you know, there's some problems that go along with it too. So, but Josh is going to be fine. Josh is great. Like, he does a great job in the morning and uh, we're very happy to have him here at the buzz and, uh, he's very talented, so he'll, he'll be all right. He'll get back on his feet, but, you know, uh, I just wanted to you know, make sure that people knew that, you know, I'm, I'm you know, it's not like, oh, we're, I'm punishing Josh or I, I have all this issue with Josh. No, it's great. He's, 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 he does a great job. And Why would that be a thought anyway? Yeah, well, because people were, like, when it, and it happened last night, uh, you know, people were tweeting at me and, and DMing me and just being like, you know, hey, man, it's like, is this going to make it weird? Is this going to make it weird with you and Josh? I was like, no, like, it's totally fine. In fact, Josh was calling me and texting me about it, and I talked to him about it, and you know, I told him you know about it and what my feelings were, and he expressed his, and that's fine. Like I said, it's it's nothing bad, it, it, it or that's nothing that is like you know just something where his his life's going to be ruined or anything like that. Josh will be fine; it'll be good. It's just, like I said, it's just an unfortunate thing that happened, and you know, lessons are learned all around. It's just tough, but um, anyways. Uh, I just uh, I'm getting a lot of publicity. Though. I about to say that would that, be that would be the silver <laughs> they, lining. They were making several jokes about New York Post this morning. Oh my goodness gracious! Hey, listen, if we if we had a nickel for every time here on 103.7 The Buzz that we had moments as a station to where we went viral across the country, uh, we would be very well off and have a lot of nickels. So, uh, but that's it's again it's it's wild to me just in this day and age and going back to you know what we talk about with social media and where here we are doing video streaming and all of that where it's just incredible to me how things just wow, just take off i mean you're talking about something that happened like in arkansas last night late last night and then here we are today it's like oh you turn on the new york post or if you go to these different websites you're, you're starting to read about it it's just incredible how this stuff catches on like wildfire and just moves along so but uh, yeah, it's like I, t- I actually made a joke to Josh. I was like, I was like, well, good, because no, I wanted to hear about Big Twelve talk anyways. So no, he gets it. He, he, he said he's got a good, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's he'll be okay. But yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what I wanted to say, Tony. But I appreciate you reaching out about it. Also, uh, JL says on the Asher Record Logic Fan Feedback, we're talking about the Jets and Cowboys. He says John, don't worry, you're playing the Cowboys. We will be the disappointment. Two disappointing teams battling for the bi- di- biggest disappointment. Uh, well, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully that's not the case. Uh, I think that it should be a great game. And, and I mean, think about it. The Jets are, like, that's, that's a tough deal coming off of playing the Bills at home and then playing the Cowboys on the road in back-to-back weeks. I mean, that's not going to be an easy thing. So who knows? Uh, could, could, uh, could be a good thing for the Jets or could be a big win for the Cowboys. Who really knows at that point? But I'm going to try to go down, though. I'm going to try to make that work. Go to Arlington. It's early in a season where any team can recover at that point. Uh, with that added game, it's made a difference. Playing 17 games now. We saw the Bengals last year, and their second game was against the Cowboys. They went 0-2 to begin the season, and then they rolled off a few wins in a row and still were in position at the end of the season to make a playoff run. So it's not as difficult as it once was to climb out of that 0-2 hole and 
still go on to have a good season. Yeah, I guess the question would be, and I don't know if you, can, you know off the top of your head, but how many teams are going to be starting a new quarterback this year in the NFL? Like just, I know that there's always some that are still trying to figure things out, but I know that obviously the Jets with we're going to be having Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we know that the the Colts are going to have a, a new quarterback in place. Um, and like I said, those are just the ones that I feel like off the top of my head. But I, I would just be curious because, you know, the year before that seemed like half uh, the league. Yeah, like everybody was going out there and starting new guys. Uh, I feel like Bryce Young will start, right? You know, so he'll be a new quarterback that starts. C.J. Stroud, kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, with Anthony Richardson at the Colts, like I guess you would think number four overall pick has to start, right? <laughs> yeah. In their draft, so. So you're talking about in that division alone, AFC South, uh, you're looking at possibly having – uh, you're going to have a couple of different quarterbacks with the Colts and the Texans. And then, of course, Will Levis was drafted to the Titans, so it's just a matter of time. And don't know if he'll hit the field this season, but at some point he will get on the field. So you're talking about three franchises there in the same division, along with Trevor Lawrence, who's a, a young quarterback. There's going to be a lot of young quarterbacks playing in that division. But uh, the league as a whole, it probably – usually is about a quarter of the league where you have turnover and starting quarterbacks. Between the three teams that uh, you're mentioning, obviously Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence there too, but uh, who do you think will have uh, the best first year with those first-year quarterbacks? Or, or at least between like the Texans and the Colts, for instance. Like, would it be the Colts because they have a better roster around them? Or uh, you know, like who, who will be the one that steps out and has a, a bigger, nicer year in year one? Uh, that's tough. Know, <laughs> between the two of them. I know. But um, maybe, maybe the Colts because... Shane Steichen, he has that system in place that they play with in Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, and uh, you get some of those same kind of talents out of Anthony Richardson, who he's a great runner. He has a big arm. Now his problem is uh, accuracy and and control, but he throws a great deep ball. And uh, if you can kind of get him to come up to speed on the mechanics, which that takes place with all rookie quarterbacks anyway. There's a growing period. And uh, it's not going to be any different for for him than it is for any other rookie quarterback. But um, maybe lean towards the Colts. Yeah, I would probably go with that too. Um, I'm, the Anthony Richardson pick is just a, it's a fascinating one because I feel like the upside is so large, but then there's so many people that didn't feel good about it. And so, it, you know, it could be bad. I don't know. But either way, he's a, he's a great gifted athlete and a guy that could really turn it around. And just it seems like, you know, more so now, and I think, no, we've talked about this, but – uh, when you have young quarterbacks coming in, the acclimation for them to get in and get it going, not saying, oh, year one, go to the playoffs, but it, it's, it's incredible seeing how quickly they adapt where, you know, before in the NFL, just because of the staunch difference between the college game and the NFL game, man, you're, you're talking about a few years before some of these big-time players would be able to see the field or be ready to see the field, and uh, they'd have to sit behind other quarterbacks too, and it's like not the case anymore. It's like, hey, if we... It's like if we draft you in the first round, you're starting game one, and we're expecting in the next two or three years to you be the guy and make it make it happen for us. So, make it oh, close. absolutely, that is uh, about the grace period. So, you get the rookie season, and everybody expects mistakes. Then they want to see major growth from that first to second season. So, whether that's a quarterback that sat his entire rookie year and uh, second seat, maybe he gets some playing time at the end of the rookie year, but majority of the time in that second season. From the second to third year, they want to see major growth. So you get about two years as a grace period, but by that third season, that's where they really want to see some some big-time improvements on the field. Uh, we're going to hit the commercial break real quick. First, Arkansas Bank Interest text line, though, said from 501 says, I'm sorry, I, saw, I caught the end of it, but is Josh no longer with the buzz? He is with the buzz. There's, I so want to make that clear. He is still with the buzz. He's still employer. There's no problems there. So don't don't think uh, anything otherwise. That's he, He's good to go. He's good to go on that front. So wanted to clear that up. But we have to take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll get to your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Get to hear from Courtney Diefel as they're starting up their SEC tournament play today because of the whole rain situation. It's made that very interesting. We'll have some Razorback baseball tickets to give away and keep it moving on a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. So stay tuned. Sunday afternoon, you wish never end. The home I taste the bluebell, and good friends gather 
Have you noticed that most ice creams now come in smaller cartons? Not Bluebell. We're still making a full half gallon and a full pint of tasty goodness. Bluebell wouldn't have it any other way. The good old days are being made right now. Bluebell ice cream at all Walgreens and all family market grocery stores. Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. And they're available in all types of Skechers styles with and without laces. And most are machine washable. Find Skechers slip-ins for kids or mom and dad at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. Finding great people to hire can be like trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Their powerful matching technology delivers so many qualified candidates, it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. For less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Hey, crazy month last month. Mitch oh, making us take all that money off them trucks. Oh, Ryan, Mitch said 8000 off. Man, maybe this month would be a lot smoother. Gosh. Hey, guys, I got an idea to make it $10,000 off this month. How? We need extra trade-ins, right? With $2,000 trade-in incentives, you get $10,000 off all-new 23 Ram Bighorn trucks in stock. If you don't believe us, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs during the Memorial Day sales event. It's Justin Aker for Serta Pro, my go-to painter. I've used him for so many projects in a few of my homes over the years, and I've got a new project I'm about to get them to work on. It's an outdoor deck. Stain it, seal it, make it look great and protect it for the future. Make an investment in your future by getting Serta Pro to paint the outside of your home and improve that curb appeal. If you're thinking about selling or just want to have a nicer place to come home to every day, Serta Pro can help with all of it. They'll help you with paint selection if you need it. They're going to clean up afterwards. You're going to be thrilled. Each Serta Pro painter's business is independently owned and operated. They live in your community. You can schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Congratulations to Justin Crutchmer of Lake Hamilton High School and Presley Gibbons of Bryant High School for being named the All-Arkansas Preps Outstanding Players of the Year in Wrestling as chosen by the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. They are among the 400 Arkansas high school athletes who will be honored at the All-Arkansas Preps Award Banquet on Saturday, June 10th, sponsored by CHI St. Vincent. The event is emceed by Steve Sullivan with special guest David Basil and keynote speaker World Cup champion Carly Lloyd. Find out more about the athletes selected or to purchase your tickets for the event, visit All Arkansas Preps. Graduation season is upon us, and Edwards Food Giant has got you covered with their new Edwards Caters program. Planning a graduation party? Make it a breeze with delicious party trays from their deli. With options including crispy chicken tenders, fresh baked cookies, vegetable and relish trays, and delectable deli meats and cheeses. Just click on edwardsfoodgiant.com, then hit the catering tab to place your order. Your trays will then be ready for pickup at your preferred Edwards Food Giant location. Let Edwards Food Giant take care of all your party needs at edwardsfoodgiant.com. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. McLaughlin drives this pitch to right field deep. Going back is Minnick. That is out of here. They did answer with Ben McLaughlin's first home run at Arkansas. A line drive that got out in a jiffy. On 103.7 The Buzz. Tell me how they got that pretty little face on that pretty little frame, girl. 
But let me show you around, let me check it out. Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds, folks. We're going to have Tyler Spoon, former Razorback baseball player, on here in just a little bit. So we'll get a chance to uh, catch up with him and what he thinks about the Razorback baseball team and what it has going on right now. And we uh, also have uh, a few comments, or at least we had a comment here on our live stream, too, which, again, video streaming is pretty cool. Apparently, that's what Mark says on our Facebook page. He says, yeah, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool, isn't it? Isn't it? We get to get to be uh, on a different platform there, too, and then have some fun. And it's just going to get bigger and better. So we're, uh, we're finding all different ways to do it here on 103.7 the buzz but uh yeah we got uh, a few things that we'll get into especially with your uh, razor hog update presented by true service again we'll hear from courtney dyfel and dive into that uh let's let's go ahead and just get him in real quick and get over with uh, 49er john's on what's up 49er john well i can hear the excitement in your voice huh? <laughs> yeah oh lord oh it's bleeding through the airways brother how you doing john i'm fine you know you know, John, when it comes to comments and everybody getting in trouble because of their mouths, you know, alcohol and anger makes people true colors come out. I always remember that, John. Noted. Alcohol and anger. And listen, Mike Anderson, what he's going through is a travesty. It, 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 it's so amazing. They want to take his money. No kind of controversy. He just couldn't get the job done, in my opinion. Maybe I missed something. But then you got a Bob, guy named Bob Huggins. You know, he says a racist slur, whatever you want to call it. He offended someone. And instead of them firing him like I thought they were going to fire him, they reduced his salary, $1 million. Oh, that's something. I went to his network. He's worth over $15 million. That's not hurting him. He's on his way to retirement anyway. He's not hurting anything. They're not going to hurt his pocket. So that's not a punishment for a guy that did that. So I don't know how y'all feel about that. And then... I like the fact that the 49ers, first game, we get a cupcake team the first game of the year. We get the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm loving that. That's easy. Cupcake. Then it's, you know, a couple other games, week five, definitely. We get to play the Cowgirls. Sunday night football. The usual. Y'all know the 49ers own y'all, Cowgirls. You know we own y'all. Period. And then revenge is sweet. December the 3rd. Philadelphia gets to play a 49er team that's going to have a starting quarterback the whole game. How do you know? <laughs> that deep into the season, how do you know? Well, let us pray. Okay, there you Injury, go. Injuries are a part of the game. And then, John, John, trust me, no one in Little Rock cares about the Bills and the Jets. You're trying to force-feed us football talk about the Jets. No one gives a damn about the Jets no more than they give a damn about the 49ers. In this state, John, you can't force-feed us that one. Y'all have a good day. All right, great call as always. All right, so let's go ahead and go into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog updates, we know Razorback baseball is going to be taking on South Carolina this weekend, and uh, Dave Van Horn. Uh, was able to give an injury report on a bunch of these Razorbacks, which we know uh, has been problematic, especially in the pitching rotation and in, even in the field. But at least what uh, Dave Van Orn had to say today is uh, about uh, Tavion Josenberger. Looks like he is still not ready to go. Or, no, he is looking good. Excuse me. He is looking good. Uh, actually, he worked out with the team yesterday, and he'll be out there again, and he'll be on the roster but Wagner is the one that he got his pins taken out on Monday. He's still pretty sore. He'll be on the roster. Still not sure about playing him yet is what he had to say. He's not swinging the bat with the team at all just yet. So highly unlikely that it'll happen this weekend. Peyton Stovall, our guy Peyton Stovall, joins us every Monday. Uh, his shoulder, according to Dave Van Horn, says his shoulder's not doing great. He says, so probably not going to put him in the roster as of now, but we'll see how that goes, which is unfortunate because I know when we had Peyton on Monday, he was excited about getting back out there and, uh, felt good about him playing this weekend, but it looks like uh, what he's dealing with with his shoulder is uh, just a little too much. Uh, Brady Tiger, though, he, he continues to get back and back and more and more. I expect uh, after 
Of course, Hagen Smith being announced the Friday starter, that Brady Tiger will also be the Saturday starter, and we'll see how many innings that he can go, but expect that to happen there as well. But everybody else is still going through it, but it looks like as far as the two players out in the field that will not be participating, looks like Wagner and Stovall will be the ones. But as it's, we've talked about, next man up mentality, they've done a fine job without it, and uh, they're going to try to keep it moving on, that's for sure. Also, uh, Razorback softball getting it going today as uh, they had the SEC tournament there in Fayetteville. And here's what head coach Courtney Dyfa had to say about having the SEC tournament in Fayetteville instead of being on the road. I think that it's obviously different because you can't just come and go as you please. So that's one thing. You, we can't just practice on our field. Like yesterday, we had 35 minutes on our field, which we understand, you know, because we're putting on a tournament where a, a lot of teams need to practice. The one thing that quite honestly, I didn't really account for because we'd never had to experience it, is our our players are still in finals. And and so when you're in town, you're still dealing with finals today and trying to schedule finals around practice, whereas if we're on the road, they would have already been done. And, uh, you know, coordinated to do it before you had to go on the we had to go on the road. And so that's one thing that I didn't really take into account of, you know, just being home, you don't have necessarily the ability to do it earlier before the tournament starts here in town so um so they're still getting pulled in a lot of directions they still have their minds on finishing the semester academically and so that's more of the you know how it affects them more than anything right now also she was talking about the what's the point of having a successful sec tournament and how do they go about doing it for us it's it's just honestly staying in the moment. Um, I think that if you've watched us closely or us being in it, we, when we're firing, we can beat anybody. Um, when we get too worried about anything that's outside of where our feet are, um, we start to get out of ourselves. And so that's been the constant conversation as we move through the postseason is we've learned those lessons of how to get back into the moment. And that's going to be the key for us is just competing in the moment that we're in. Well, the game that they're going to play today is reportedly against Alabama and reportedly going to be happening at 7 p.m. I always say that because of the rain delays. It's been pretty tough for them, but it should be a great match. It's been a great weekend up in Fayetteville. And there's your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. And as part of that, let's go ahead and do this. we got a pair of Razorback baseball tickets to give away right now for Sunday's game in South Carolina, Mother's Day. So if you don't have a gift right now for your mother, how about a pair of Razorback tickets where you as the son or daughter can take your mother over there to the game. Be the third caller right now at 501-661-1037. 501-661-1037. Be the third caller. We'll get you hooked up with those tickets for Sunday's game. And we'll keep it moving here on Out of Bounds in the third hour. You won't want to miss it because we got Tyler Spoon, former Razorback baseball player, joining us next on Out of Bounds on Trash Talk Thursday. So stay with us. It's Justin Acre for Coffin by Design West. Shop with the local folks and get exactly what you want. You can also shop from the convenience of your own home by going to CoffinLumber.com. There's an online store with over 800,000 items in inventory that can be delivered straight to your front door. Items in inventory include everything from hardware to housewares, heating and cooling supplies, lawn and garden tools, sporting goods, store and office supplies, and there's a huge range of products in each area available. So go by their store in West Little Rock at 14900 Cancel Road or do your